There's a lot of symptomatic improvement in, say, type 2 diabetes, and by symptomatic, I mean just reducing blood sugar. Some people will get improvements in blood sugar, and they'll say, wow, you know, I'm able to get off of my medications or cut way back, but it's not because they fixed the underlying problem. That's Lee Crosby, and this is Bananas. <laughs> everyone welcome back to the podcast thanks for tuning in again this week really appreciate you guys support coming back each week listening to these episodes really hope you find them helpful i'm super excited about today's episode i feel like i always say that (laughs) but it is actually a really special episode it's with a former classmate of mine lee crosby back in august i went to the international conference on nutrition in medicine that was hosted by the physicians committee which my former classmate lee actually works for because she is a registered dietitian so we're going to talk about some cool topics regarding low carb diets ketogenic diets vegan ketogenic diets, what a typical day looks like for her as a vegan RD at PCRM, and then some tips about anyone who's looking to go into the nutrition and dietetic field. Also want to remind you guys about the awesome app that is FitBod. If you guys haven't downloaded it yet or even tried the free trial, I highly recommend you do so. FitBod is an app that lets you track your fitness. If you're familiar with other apps like Strava, which lets you track your endurance at sports, FitBod actually helps helps you track more of the weightlifting stuff. And it's totally customizable based on the available equipment at your gym, your fitness goals, how long you wanna work out, if you have any muscle restrictions or you wanna avoid certain type of exercises, if you're looking to build muscle, if you're looking to tone down, whatever it is, you type it all in and FitBot generates a custom workout for you. It's super cool, highly recommend you guys at least give it a try. I mean, why not, you know, three free workouts for free? That's not a bad deal. You guys can find everything over at app.fitbod.me, app.fitbod.me, and you guys can use the discount code Bananiac, B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C. That way, uh, you know, you get some savings and you help support this podcast, which interviews some of the most amazing people like my friend Lee Crosby. Yeah, so I can't wait to share this with you guys. I should probably stop talking. Listen up on how we actually met. It's actually a pretty funny story. So sit back, relax, enjoy today's episode. So I can't tell you how excited I am for this one because I'm here with Lee Crosby, who's a dietitian for PCRM, also the creator of Veggie Quest. Yes, that's correct. And most importantly, an old classmate of mine. Yes. Which I'm we so go way excited. Back. <laughs> yeah, finally, I, I'm able to have you on the show. So welcome. Delighted to be here. <laughs> yeah. So how are you um, enjoying the conference so far? I, I love it. This is my favorite event of the year. I've, I've only missed it a couple of times since it started. I just, it's the most amazing group of people, incredible speakers. So thrilled to be here. That's awesome. Yeah. I had the pleasure of listening in to your um, talk earlier about low-carb diets, and I'm sure you know like how frustrating that is for me. Like, I don't know. Let's just <laughs> yeah, get, no, I do know. Yes. <laughs> As let's it just, turns um, out. Right. Let's just get into it. Um, 
do you want to just tell people maybe that are not familiar with low carb dieting, just explain like briefly what that even is? Sure. So I, the, there are a couple different definitions that get thrown around a lot. So low carb is basically any diet that takes you below the RDA or the recommended dietary allowance for carbohydrate. That's at about 130 grams of carbs, or it's about 25% of calories you know, on a typical diet. Um, anything below that level, that's the level that is needed to keep the brain running on glucose, mm -hmm. which is its preferred fuel, so to keep it running on a, on a carbohydrate. Anything below that, and you may not have enough carbohydrate to reliably run the brain. And so that's what makes it low carb. So the thing is, okay, well, if the, the brain needs glucose or it needs a substitute, so what's the substitute? So the substitute is ketone bodies. So this is where you hear about keto diets or ketogenic diets. They are literally diets that have so little carbohydrate and so much fat that the body's emergency system, the backup system kicks in. So, and it takes a couple days because the brain would really, really like to run on glucose. Thanks anyway. Well, um, you said the original <clears throat> ketogenic diet is famine. <laughs> it's the most potent inducer of ketosis that we have. Yeah, that's what right. it's there for. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, but um, yeah, of course, like uh, I, ketog uh, the ketogenic diet is not the only low-carb diet. Mm -hmm. I know there's the high-protein diet and there's so many variations, but um, that I'm pretty much, pretty much that's the gist of it. Yep. Um, now... I mean, it's like this movement is bigger than ever with the low-carb dieting. Yeah. And there's people claiming that saturated fat is healthy for you. Oh, Dietary cholesterol yeah, yeah. is not that important because it doesn't affect your serum cholesterol. So um, let's kind of go uh, into that. No, yeah. This is, these are still – these are – there is not – this is not something that should be encouraged. Saturated fat still increases risk for heart disease and – Alzheimer's disease and type 2 diabetes, all kinds of things. No, saturated fat is not healthy. Dietary cholesterol is not necessary. It's not healthy. These are not – I don't understand how, like, whose marketing department where somehow managed <laughs> to make these things, you know, somehow good again, but they're not. Well, they telling people been, good and, things about their bad habits. Well, that's popular, sure. Okay, right. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All so right. people want to hear that, and, of course, they want to eat butter and um, – Lots of dairy, so yeah, not in their health interest. Right, right. So yeah, most of that's coming from animal products, like these diets, these low carb diets are um, high in like meat and dairy. Typically, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this documentary. It's called The Magic Pill. It just came out a few Is months. This the ago. one on keto diets. Yeah, it's I on think Netflix. I did. Yes, yeah. I think I did. Yep. So like, I want to. I want to be sympathetic at the same time with like people that are actually on it and right. um, claiming that they're feeling better because like I don't want to disregard that. So what do you think it is about these types of diets that are helping people and are is it actually healthy for them? Well, okay. So the only, <clears throat> excuse me, the only evidence-based, you know, condition at this point in time that we really have solid data for in terms of this, the risks being outweighed by the benefits are for drug-resistant seizures. That's actually where this whole keto diet thing got started. The keto diet was originally a therapeutic diet for drug-resistant seizures. So for someone who's having, you know, 10 seizures a day to be able to get, you know, to cut that in half by going on a ketogenic diet, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's in terms of some of the other conditions out there, there's just not a lot of good data. There's a lot of symptomatic, I should say, there's a lot of symptomatic improvement in, say, type 2 diabetes. And by symptomatic, I mean just reducing blood sugar. 
Um, so people, some people will get improvements in blood sugar and they'll say, wow, you know, I'm able to get off of my medications or cut way back, but it's not because they fixed the underlying problem. They've just taken the amount of carbohydrate or the amount of sugar that goes into their blood way down to the point right. that, well, of course they have to lower their blood glucose lowering medications or their blood sugar would go so low it would be dangerous, but they haven't actually fixed the underlying cause. So if they tried to eat something like beans or whole grains or even, you know, a sweet potato, their blood sugar would very likely skyrocket. So I do understand that some people will feel better on these diets and get some symptomatic improvements, but oftentimes they're missing the bigger picture, which is a lot of increase in like a long-term risk for things like heart disease. And again, heart disease is the number one killer of people with diabetes. So that doesn't make it out there a lot. Right. Um, we have some pretty good data that uh, low-carb diets are associated with the risk of dying, increased risk of dying from all causes. So Yeah, all-cause mortality. Yeah. So this is not something that we really want to be encouraging for people. And some people, when they go on a keto diet, they will have a good reason. Some people are lactose intolerant. Well, keto diets, lactose is milk sugar. They tend to take out a lot of milk sugar. So mm -hmm. they're not getting this thing that they couldn't digest anymore. And suddenly they feel better. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Or someone could have, you know, one in a hundred people has celiac disease. A lot of them are not diagnosed. They don't know that they have it. And then when they go on a keto diet or a low carb diet and they take wheat and, you know, all the gluten grains out of their diet, they magically feel better, but it's not magic. It's because they had an underlying health condition. So there are some legitimate reasons people might feel better, but I'd feel a lot better myself if people could just target those reasons and then get on a health promoting diet long term instead. Right. That makes sense. And I think in your talk, you said it, it's, uh, you called it the Band-Aid effect. It absolutely is. Because uh, it yeah. only covers up like the symptoms. Yep. Like, you were talking about blood sugar. It takes the carbs out of the diet. Your blood sugar should drop, but that doesn't Correct. necessarily mean that it's a good thing. Correct. Yeah. They wouldn't, they aren't necessarily tolerant of carbohydrates. They've just taken all the carbohydrates right. out of their diet. And again, the problem with that is that in order to live a long, healthy life, we know that these foods are, you know, things like whole grains and mm -hmm. beans and fruits and vegetables. These are the foods associated with health and longevity. You would hope to reintroduce them at some point. And the concern here is that they wouldn't be able to tolerate them. Their blood sugar will go right back up. Right. Yep. And going back to another point you made with um, like seizures and epilepsy, because mm -hmm. I remember when we were in school, like they would talk about that and like for therapeutic uses, they use ketogenic diets. Right. Um, what is the science on like vegan ketogenic diets? Because I personally haven't seen too much. I know it's a growing movement itself. Yeah. Do you know uh, much about that or? So there's no, there's no study that I know of or have seen or that I've talked to other people too, just to right. make sure <laughs> on a vegan keto diet per se. There is one study on an eco Atkins diet. Um, it's not ketogenic per se, it's low carb. And I mean, it's right on the borderline of low carb. So okay. it, it provides 130 grams of carbohydrate mm -hmm. per day. And then in terms of fat content, these keto diets are usually 70% and above. And this diet I think is in like the 43, 45% range fat. So it's okay. not, and then the rest That's of it's coming from plant protein. So it's not ketogenic, very likely. Right. They didn't measure ketone bodies, but the assumption here, it's very, it's higher in carbs than a keto diet would be, and it's higher in protein than, you know, a keto diet to be maximally ketogenic would be. So it's not, we don't know, but I will say this, that compared to, um, well, they compared it to a standard, like a standard American vegetarian diet, so eggs and dairy. Okay. And it actually did a little better than that kind of diet, which wasn't really optimal, but it did better than that kind of right. diet in terms of, it actually did slightly decrease bad cholesterol, which 
Interestingly, most times with keto diets, even though people are losing weight, their bad or LDL cholesterol will increase. Right. That just yeah. like blows my mind. I know. It's not right. the way it's supposed to work. It doesn't but, make sense. So there is some data that it's better, but I will also say that this this trial, they didn't just put people on a vegan, you know, low-carb diet. They also gave them some functional foods to help lower cholesterol even further. So they encouraged them to eat lots of sources of soluble fiber. And for the first month, I think they actually did provide them food. So they had some cholesterol-lowering components in the diet along with just making it vegan. I mean, of course, if someone's going to do a keto diet, I'd really rather they didn't. But if they had some real need to do it, uh, I, it's probably better if it were vegan. I can be, feel pretty confident saying that, but we don't have any actual studies. I also want to say, though, keto diets are not nutritionally sound. I mean, they, they require these therapeutic ketogenic diets for kids. They use them for adults, too. They require hospitalization during the initiation phase for the most part. So the most effective keto diets, it's called a classic keto diet, and that's actually a medically specific term. That needs to be started in a hospital setting. So really? they're not, they, there are lots of side effects when people start. They're not nutritionally complete. So it's just one of those things that really discourage people from doing unless they have a, one of those very specific reasons like drug resistance seizures. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so let's leave the low carb uh, conversation. Yeah, I know. Bit, we, we can go can on. Get, right, we can go on forever. <laughs> um, let's catch up a little bit. Like, yeah, I mean, I remember like four years ago we were at this conference yep. just as students. Yep. And now like we're all grown up. I know. Um, and you're an, <laughs> you're an RD for PCRM. I am. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of go into like maybe a typical day for you as an RD, some of the things that you're working on. Oh, wow. So I don't, I feel like there's no really typical day at PCRM, um, but I like it that way. I get to do so many different things. So I actually work one day a week in the clinic at Barnard Medical Center. So see people on an outpatient basis, help them do things like, you know, weight loss and lowering cholesterol, but also working with things like autoimmune diseases, or if someone has, you know, needs to try an elimination diet, we do all kinds of, we really get down into the you know, we get into the weeds and see what's that's going awesome. on and how I can help people improve their health um, by changing what they eat. So that's a, a one day of my week. And then the rest of the time, I get to do lots of different stuff. So I'm involved with our clinical research team. So we're running two studies right now. We have another couple in the pipeline. So that's a decent oh, portion cool. of my day. It's... um. It's a lot of fun. So some of it's just the work that a dietitian would do on a study, but some of it is also in terms of helping like, you know, are you able to consulting tell, on protocol design and that kind of are thing? Are you able to tell us like what you guys are studying on? I don't know if we're allowed no? to tell okay. yet. So I know what the studies really we're currently running, uh -huh. we're looking at one on the thermic effect of food. So how oh, cool. food influences metabolism. And then we're also running a study on um, rheumatoid arthritis. So diet nice. for RA. So yeah, I know. Yeah. Those we can talk about. Sweet. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And let me see. So that's the clinical research right. side, but wait. And then I also, my main project is nutritioncme.org, which is a site where anyone can actually go watch lots of great nutrition education videos, but it provides free continuing education credits for doctors, nurses, and dietitians. Right. So working on content for that, um, I do some communications work. So, you know, doing things like interviews or, you know, some occasionally I'll go on like the local morning news and talk right. about healthy eating. That. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Um, there are lots of other projects that come up throughout the course of I, I can't even, I lose track of it, but, and there are always things that come up that it's, it's an exciting place to be working because you get to be involved in so many different aspects right. of nutrition care and sort of program planning and, you know, communicating this message to more people and just really 
this is life-saving stuff. It prevents, right. it prevents, you know, people suffer and not in the hospital. It's just you look and you see what a bad diet can do to people. It's heartbreaking. So it feels so good to be somewhere where you can actually try and prevent that or ameliorate it if it's already gotten started. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I was like volunteering for PCRM after like we were done classes. Yeah. Um, just because like the, the amazing work that they're doing spreading this message, like it was just so gratifying to be part of that. Um, yeah, lots and, of, I should say lots of writing work too. Okay, so we right. do back sheets and all that kind of stuff <laughs> sure, and all yeah. the patient handouts and all those sorts of things. So but, yeah. uh, I want to ask you, cause this is a common question I get often is uh, yeah. advice for like people that want to go into nutrition or to become an RD, like what career tips would you have for them? Like, like who is this for and, um, you know, what can they expect? Oh, wow. That's a big question. Um, career tips. If you're just starting out or even thinking about it, go ahead and get your basic science classes out of the way. They're not as scary as they sound. So things like biology and chemistry and biochem, just jump on in. Oh, boy. <laughs> again, they sound like, oh, people get this like, oh, fear right. response, but it's, it's not. I mean, again, it's doable. It's a, it's a lot of studying, but it's fine. It's good. And this is a great career if you're intellectually curious. So if you want to learn more, if you want to read the studies and really dig into what's happening and not just read the headlines, but get underneath and see right. what they actually do in this study. What, what did they actually find? Does that, is that, you know, does it, does it count? Is it clinically useful? Like right. this is an awesome career for that. So yeah, getting into science, going ahead and reading up on the nutrition literature now. If you haven't been to PubMed, go ahead and put that right. into Google and you will get to the PubMed, I think it's .gov, don't quote me on that, database. And you can really look at anything, a lot of the summaries of all these, you know, peer-reviewed literature kinds of articles are in there. you just do a search, like type in like whatever yep. topic you want and papers will come up. Yep. And if you don't know what the terminology is that they're talking about, that's the beauty of the internet. You just right. go look it up. So yeah, that's those awesome. are my tips. And also any age, like I'm a career changer. It doesn't, you don't have to do this. Now I have a background in biology, so that helps, but there are certainly people when we were in school who are coming, you know, coming to this later in life because it's so fascinating and there is so much, you know, there's capacity where you can really help people. So right. yeah. And one thing I'm going to add to that is um, just looking for like a, a support group. Because, like, I feel like Huge. our class was, like, really supportive in oh, general. So great. And the fact that we had, what was it, like, two or three other vegan girls in yeah. there. And vegetarian on right, top vegetarian, of that. Right, vegetarian, like, just different people, different backgrounds. But everybody was understanding of, like, the plant-based diet. People were just really open. So I would just say finding a support group, like a group of people that you can kind of just stick with and, you know, like, study with gossip with so like there's so key. much stuff that comes out yeah so i think like having a support group is so important it's huge listen to him on this one and i will say this this guy was the first plant-based nutrition person i met at oh my gosh where so. we did classes i was so relieved <laughs> to be like some of the information that we got you know it was very sort of standard nutrition right. curriculum and i understand like, great that's where they come from but it was yeah. so nice to have someone to talk to who knew some of this other science it was right. just it was so great. So I want to go into that story because we were sitting in our community nutrition class and I was just in the corner minding my own business as I always had done. And people like, are you going to embarrass me? No, no, no. So I think this is going to be really cool. Like everybody was going around saying, hi, you know, my name is so-and-so and I'm interested in this specific topic for nutrition. And you had gone before I did. 
And you said, hi, my name's Lee, and I'm interested in plant-based nutrition for preventing or um, reversing diseases. Something like True that. True story. That's about right. right. That sounds about like what I would say. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I looked immediately <laughs> at you. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is this person, like, we really need to talk. in here? And so I, like, it came around to my turn, and I said pretty much the exact same thing. And you turn around, and you're like... <laughs> That is also so, something I would do. <laughs> so funny. But, um, you know, yeah, you, sometimes you just got to, like, talk to people, find out what they're really interested because in, you never Truth. know. Like, you know, there might be a vegan or somebody interested in plant-based nutrition yeah. right in there. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll go ahead and um, wrap this up, Lee. And I just want to get, like, you to t um, talk about, like, a typical day of eating, what that kind of looks like for you, just so people can get a, an idea of like the type of foods that people should be eating. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not a paragon of nutritional perfection all the time, <laughs> but usually I do a pretty good job, right. I think. Um, so I, okay, this throws some people, but it's actually really good. I start my breakfast with a salad, but it's okay. not like, a, you know, a salad with like Italian dressing or something. It's a, it's a salad with like baby greens or baby spinach. And I put some ground flaxseed on it and I've got okay. this great, it's called a fig vincato vinegar, but it's like a slightly sweeter vinegar over top of that you know, melon chunks or right. berries, whatever goes on top of that. I actually keep the fig vinegar at work and just do it right there at my desk. Um, and then I always have a bowl of hot cereal. It's usually, you know, oatmeal, something along those lines, um, cinnamon, all kinds of good stuff in there. And then I top it with frozen blueberries. So you get this whole like hot, cold thing going on. It's like, it's amazing. It sounds weird. Try it. You'll like it. Um, okay. So that's breakfast. I might have a snack, but usually I don't. Lunch. Okay. So lunch, I fall a little bit. It's not, you know, totally oil free because, you know, life is busy. You got to make some compromises. Right. So I usually do one of those Amy's, you know, bean oh, and rice yeah. burritos Had just because it's before, so sure. easy. I'll do that. I'll do it with a big salad, a piece of fruit. Right. Um, I usually cap it off with a cup of almond milk hot chocolate and mm -hmm. I sweeten it with stevia or truvia or something. <laughs> so I'm like, it's not optimal, but I need my cho I need right. my chocolate and that's a much healthier way to get it. And then afternoon snack, I'll usually do like veggies or some, you know, just rice cakes or right. crackers and hummus. Super right. easy. And then dinner's kind of whatever we feel like. Sometimes we'll order in like vegan sushi or pick mm -hmm. it up, you know, from Whole Foods. It's got sure. the brown rice, so it's not bad. And we'll do, you know, with steamed edamame and a big salad. A big right. salad happens at every meal in my house. Um, we've got a garden going this summer, so oh, lots of nice. veggies in the salad. I know. That's something I missed out this year. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. So we'll do, or we'll do like, uh, we'll do a no cheese pizza. We'll get like a, it's a relatively whole grain, gluten-free crust. Right, right. I did gluten-free for a while. It's a long story. I don't anymore. <laughs> That's a but topic in itself. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I'm still hooked on this crust. It's a smart flour crust. So I actually have to okay. special order it. They used to carry it at Whole Foods. Anyways, not important. Loads of really good pizza sauce. Lots of veggies on there. And then when it comes out of the oven, some fresh basil. So amazing. Tastes so good. And then for dessert, I will either do like uh, the same almond milk, hot almond milk. Mm -hmm. But instead of doing chocolate, I'll do carob because... I need to oh, sleep and okay. I, get, I get affected by caffeine. Yeah. Right. I should also say a cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I've been trying to do the whole half calf not thing lately. Not bulletproof coffee, right? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. Um, okay. That was crazy. Like, it is crazy. Yeah. Anyways, this, this is critical what I eat. Come on. Right. <laughs> but for dessert, I'll do like – this is – it's going to make me sound like a weirdo, actually, but like those frozen cherries that they have in the bags, okay. you can just eat those right out of the bag. They're so good because they have a little tiny bit of the um, – they're pretty high in sugar content as fruit goes, and they have a little tiny bit of sugar alcohol in them mm -hmm. naturally. What that does is keeps them from freezing hard. So in a normal like 
normal setting freezer, they'll actually just be like a little bit chewy. Oh man, it's yeah, so good. It's like cr- a little crunchiness to them. Yeah, of. but you can still chew it. It's not yeah, like you're going to yeah, crack yeah. your teeth on it or right. something. So I'm a huge fan of that. I know. That's nice. my weird dessert. Well, now no, you know. That's a very practical. <laughs> like I feel like anybody could do that. Like you didn't just tell me like some exotic foods or anything. These are foods that anybody oh, no. can find. I mean, like, in occasionally their we'll do like uh, we just got this cool cookbook, Tef Love. It's an Ethiopian vegan cookbook, oh, and I just okay, make it without cool, the oil. Nice, it's super right. easy. It's a great cookbook. But we're gonna do that maybe once a week. We'll do like sure. a big fancy thing and have leftovers. But you know, on a normal weeknight, that's not happening. Right, right. <laughs> like, let's get real. <laughs> well, hey, Lee, thank you so much for coming on. It was a real pleasure. And um, I know, like, you're super busy with the conference, but definitely come back anytime. Like, I know I we've delighted. got so much to talk about. I know. So. We need to catch up more. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. <laughs> All right. Great to be it. here. Thanks, Tino. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of This Is Bananas. To learn more about this episode, check out the show notes over at Bananiac.com. That's B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C.com. If you're looking for easy and nutritious plant-based recipes to make at home, you can download my ebook, Bananiac Simple Vegan Recipes, from my website as well. It includes 25 of my favorite whole food plant-based recipes that I make and eat every day and will hopefully help you eat more whole plant-based meals as well. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please rate it wherever you're listening to it. Share this episode with someone who could benefit from it. Leave a comment with your thoughts and subscribe to This Is Bananas as well as my YouTube channel Bananiac, which you can find at youtube.com slash Bananiac. This helps me become more discoverable and ultimately reach more people with my work. If you'd like to donate, please visit patreon.com slash Bananiac. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and supporting the one man band that I am. Until next time, everyone, take care of yourself spread the word and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.